tuning in to another episode of the Sleight of Hand podcast. El Canero. One of the few last episodes I feel like we are marching to the end and we are sitting having a semi <laughs> good conversation. Seems a little bit more of a turmoil happening, but it is what it is. Internal turmoil for some. Yeah. I mean... We're talking about like players or characters? uh, Characters. Yes. Yes. I don't care about the players. We're talking about the characters here. Wow. We're trying to tell a story here. We're trying to tell a story. (laughs) I'm just like thinking, you know, all these people have just been on, if they're lucky, two days of rest. Fight, Mm -hmm. fight, fight. And... Got constant danger. Constant danger. Caught on to a plan. Some of them, I think, feel like this is the end. I either die trying or I solve it and I can rest in the woods or something. But, you know, that's for further episodes to determine. (laughs) But before we jump back in, Derek. So as Ian mentioned that we're probably getting to the final episodes, possibly, next couple episodes. And while it sucks that this campaign won't last forever, but want to know it will, your support for us on patreon.com slash network, where you all have to do is just a dollar a month, and you can help us grow and possibly get more things such as merch, such as bigger studio, better tables, better equipment, Honestly, once COVID's done, we were hoping to at least try maybe do a live local session, in at least in our neck of the woods. And who knows? Maybe a convention near you. That'd be pretty cool. But guess what? That doesn't ha- work if we're just doing everything out of our pockets. And sadly, but also appreciatively, we need your help. Again, that's patreon.com slash Network, where you can do as low as a dollar tier up to however much you want. We do have other tiers, such as 5 and 10, but you know what? Go beyond then. <laughs> Thank you again for reaching us at patreon.com. That's such a waste network. We love and appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Derek, for that lovely <coughs> message. Also, it goes towards us doing future projects, which to me, I want this to keep going and going. So just because this story is coming to an end doesn't mean another amazing story won't blossom from it. So Or two. Or two. Or, or three. <laughs> <clears throat> and we have a lot of exciting things in the work, but we can't tell you right now. So Yeah, because in case they never get off the ground, then we didn't <laughs> fail. <laughs> you don't have to deliver what you don't promise. That's true, Johnny. <sighs> <laughs> so there we were. Drunk and merry. Oh, formerly wait. drunk. One of us. Dutch, you had wrapped up your speech. So with the speech wrapped up, are we sitting on, um, like, a connected bench? Uh, yeah. I thought it was individual seats. I don't think it's individual oh. seats. Oh, it's like a, like a like fancy a mess hall, yeah. I was, say, I was like, this guy is dressed in the night and he can't afford seats in a magical mansion. It's magical well, bench. It's the aesthetic. A big communal table would have a big bench. Is it a bench? Sure. Bench? Yeah. This is important. Bench or seats? Bench. Bench, beautiful. So benches. <laughs> so Zornikov, roused by the speech, will stand up very fast, but with his girth, I have a feeling he's going Uh-oh. to okay. knock you back the, the benches. <laughs> so I mean, that's also a lot That is people. a lot of people, but he's a big guy. A big so guy. I don't think he can move that many people. We'll just see how much I just... You can roll a strength check. I'm going to just see how DC much I disturb them. Yeah. Well, he moved it. <laughs> DC's high. 21. You definitely feel it kind of rock, but no <laughs> one falls off. No. Okay, beautiful. I wasn't intending that, but yeah. I have to accept the Come reality. On, <laughs> <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Wilhelm scream. <laughs> Thomas is V for Vendetta so. on Sparrow for some reason. <clears throat> I, being the shield of my god, Lyra, will stand by yeah, your side. Pretty sure that's wrong. But I appreciate it. 
you have Zornikov. And he holds up his Warhammer. Rancon, I used to say great sword. He doesn't have a great sword. He has a Warhammer. <laughs> <clears throat> and then I sit back down. Twilight stands up and says, You have my bow. We doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you have. Oh, I did. It's yeah. <laughs> my fault. It's all my fault. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> and then the drunken dwarf says, And more axe. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Boris stands up, and I'll make muffins. Good muffins. I, I prefer the ones with the black specks. Do you, do you have any of those? Yes. Mm. The euphoria is quite wonderful. <laughs> you all know how to kill an inspiring speech. Start <laughs> talking about muffins. Uh, kind of like does the stand and like lean over the table like the war room lean. <laughs> And, uh, whatever you need, Dutch, I will make sure to provide it to your team. I am too old for combat now, but I'm sure I have something in one of these rooms, like I said, that could help you all on your way. Yeah, Dutch, we'll, we'll see this through. What about you? Yuri is, has been. Yuri has been sitting there. He's just been kind of like hand on his head, looking at all this, going. So let me get this straight. We are going to not kill, but talk to all these giants. We're gonna try not to fight. We're gonna try to do it peacefully. And if they attack, then of course. We go guns blazing. If you find the brothers, Tragfell and Snooze, I believe they'd be able to help you. We were told that. Weren't we told that they were dead? I don't I think so. I heard that they were enslaved, but there's possibly that you could rescue them as I was rescued. Do that. Give them the rightful throne. We don't have to fight them. They were the ones with true power here. I'm sure that even if there is darkness, they can convince their brothers otherwise. And he looks at uh, Corrupt. I'll help free them. Free them of their mortality. I swear I'm going to punch this guy. Try something. <laughs> I'm, I feel you're confused. I don't think that these brothers would ever want a quarrel with you. Oh, they've got in, a quarrel with me. In fact, they are they were peacemakers at one time. Hmm. Fine. They can live. Again, if we have to fight them, I will make sure to send you first since you want vengeance so much. And I will throw you. And they look so at Johnny. Well, I guess. We started this. We should finish it. Zediac, apparently we're done after this. Yes, Johnny, I'm... Yeah, we're done after this. So whatever hope you can give us after this delicious meal that Boris slaved over, we can take a look at it tonight, or we could drink up. Interesting choice of words there, but... Um... A joke. Trying to lighten the mood. Okay. Tough crap. And probably tomorrow when we all head out. Do you want us to take that little box tent thing or just leave it here since it's your place? He kind of chuckles. Um, we will figure that out in the morning. So I say tonight wrist. I think I could point you in the direction with my maps I made before I was captured and could point you in the direction towards the triplets. Does that sound good? So tonight we rest, drink, eat, 
talk to you in the morning, see what you can do to help with those maps. Yes. So we, Yuri will will stand up and he'll kind of look at everybody and uh, says, "Well, I don't, um, I don't really know any of you, but there's one thing I've learned is that when people are willing to give their lives for something like this, it's it's usually a worthy cause. So I will help, but." Let's just say, if we run into Shara again, she's mine. Fair enough. And uh, Andavar is finished eating and, well, I'm going to get a good night's rest. I suggest you all do the same as well. The rooms are upstairs, the left door. And he exits. And with that, what are you all doing? Are you still eating? Are you wrapping up? Finish eating, and then uh, go upstairs. Uh, and as uh, Dutch goes to walk out of the room, um, Twilight kind of catches you at the the exit, and. Touch, do you really think that Johnny's going to help or is he going to leave? It wasn't my fault that my sister died. I don't. That was not the time. If he leaves, that's on him. But he'll be leaving alone. If he wants to try to make out of here alive, I think it'd be best if we all do it together. Whatever you two got going on, I don't know about. That's not for me to get in between. It hurts you. Let me know that. But for now, let's just try to make sure your sister doesn't die in vain. She was up here trying to achieve something, and the least we could do is finish it. Yeah. I hope we run into my father so we can finish this for once and all. At the same time, don't let this revenge consume you. I 100% know and understand why Estelle chased after this monster of a man. And if I would have saw her, I would have told her straight up, I know why I understand you. At the same time, I just wish she didn't. He'll put his hand on her shoulder. Don't let her revenge consume you. You walk your own path. If it comes across, hell yeah, shoot a bullet straight to his ass. But you defy your life, not him. Alright. And she follows you out. And I need Corrupt to do a roll for me. Okay. This is going to be amazing. What is, what is Corrupt rolling? Uh, a insight check for me. This is probably going to go terribly. Ooh. Fourteen. So, you don't notice anything. And... Just like I was trying. Sparrow, as she rounds the table from the dwarfs, walks by you. You just want me to hate Sparrow. (laughs) And takes her necklace out of Corrupt's pocket before walking out of the dining hall. (laughs) And then she puts it on. And tucks it in her little shirt. Guess I'll go you all inventory and take that out. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> well, I <laughs> until you go look for it. Yeah. You all the character sheet needs to know. 
are taken to your chambers. Boris sets you all in your own rooms. You all... (laughs) Carries you there. (laughs) Yeah. You all receive a full night's rest. And you wake up a level higher. And you also wake up with new items on the end tables of each of your room. You guys all wake from your sleep and you level up. And you don't just level up once, you level up twice. And you also find items left next to your bed from Undavar that he thinks would be helpful for you. But before we go over the items, let's talk leveling up. So we'll start with Dutch. Dutch, what are we looking at here, buddy? Oh, we're looking at a total of a 119 health now. Because I rolled a uh, total of 15. A, again, extra attacks, so that's three attacks. Wow. Bada big, bada boom. Level up my wisdom two points so I can get another crit point. Four of them, so my wisdom is now 18. And uh, I think that's pretty much it right now. Um, yeah. Awesome. And we bounce over to Yuri and Zediac. Uh, Yuri and Zediac both are over 100 hit points, which is really nice. Um, Zediac got a new spell, which hopefully he'll get to use. And then, yeah, not much changed for either character, really. Uh, But Yuri got reliable talent, which means the DM's going to have a hard time keeping him from doing stuff. But past that, not a huge change. Looking forward to casting some cantrips with Zediac, though. That'll be nice. Cool. Did you get extra cantrip slots? Nope. Nope. They just... Do more damage now. Oh, cool. Mm. And then we got Zornikov. Zornikov heard of the wise proverb, do not challenge your DM. Um, <laughs> uh, Zornikov, um, I would assume from years of being stuck in stone, his muscles needed a little limbering up. He is now leveled up to level 10 Paladin and has 99 health, an extra spell slot, and is beaming with courage, so much so that it is providing an aura that encourages his allies, so long as they're within 10 feet. Awesome. What's the bonus? They cannot be frightened. Nice. Mm -hmm. I will protect you. At least your mind. And Johnny and Cora. Well, behind the big man. Johnny took two more levels into Bard, which got him an ability score improvement, which went into strength and constitution. So those both went up. Got a couple more spells. So we took, uh, what did we take? We took uh, confusion and modify memory. We're gonna have some fun with that. Um, Corrupt, more ability score improvements, nothing too fancy, but gains access to his first sixth level spell. Corrupt has taken flesh to stone. He's getting his revenge. And somebody is getting stuck as a statue in a compromising position. We'll decide when and where. Uh, Because of Johnny upping his constitution, we went from 68 hit points to 93. Holy cow. So I am ready to take some hits. Please don't hit me. Awesome. Well, the fun part. The magical items. So, Dutch... On the table in your room, you see a dusty wooden box, and you also see what looks like a duster cloak laying on the chair. The duster of protection gives plus one AC and can be worn over light or medium armor. The box, you open up to see two beautiful revolvers. One matte black with white pearl inset grips and one chrome with red velvet grips. Devil's Prey and Angel's Revenge. They do 1d12 
plus 1d6 fire damage for Devil's Prey and 1d12 plus 1d6 radiant damage for Angel's Revenge. Next to it is a bag with 10 rounds of Ghost Shot. When you wield a weapon loaded with these cursed rounds, it emits ghostly shadows of your enemies in torment around you. You roll a d20. 1 to 10, the evil ghostly creatures cause the hit target or targets to have the fear effect for one round. 11 through 20, you become overwhelmed by the haunting of the slain foes and you get the frightened effect for one round. Hmm. Feeling lucky. <laughs> Zediac, you see Flagrim, the whip. 3d6 plus 1d4 acid damage. Although a small looking whip, when you go to strike, the three whips extend out up to 20 feet. With a successful crit, you may choose to pull the creatures towards you 15 feet in your size range or smaller. If it's bigger size than you, you may have the whip pull you to within 5 feet of the target or mount it. Mm, okay. This was you, 3d6 acid? And, yeah, and I'll put it in the chat so you okay, don't have to write it down. Okay. You also see... A angelic pearl and chrome breastplate called God's Blessing. Gives you plus one AC and it gives you the immunity to fear causing effects and radiant damage. Okay, plus one AC. I'll take it. Yuri finds a old kind of rusted wood scimitar and engraved in uh, like old common it says pocket sand on it <laughs> and it does 1d12 and on a crit it causes the blinding effect for 1d4 rounds causes blind for 1d4 rounds along with uh studded leather armor and it is a traditional magic item called glamoured studded leather armor okay it gives plus one ac uh and you can choose what it looks like while wearing it okay zornikov you see a warhammer laying up against the wall with a lion's head on one side and a tiger's head on the other. It's called Vicious. It does 1d8. And when you roll a crit with this magical hammer, it deals an extra 2d6 bludgeoning damage. Johnny. You get the Mace of Disruption. 1d6 bludgeoning. When you hit a fiend or an undead with this magic weapon, that creature takes an extra 2d6 radiant damage. If the target has 25 hit points or fewer after taking this damage, it must succeed on a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or be destroyed. On a successful save, the creature becomes frightened of you until the end of its next turn. While you hold this weapon, it sheds bright light in a 20 foot radius and dim light for another additional 20. You also see a braided uh, bracers, brown leather with braided hair in it. And you assume that the hair matches the color of Undivar's. It's called, <laughs> and the bracers are called Crane's Braid of Hair. It gives you plus one to spell attack bonus when wearing them. That's gross. <laughs> Along with just uh, and then corrupt, he gets studded leather armor plus two, and he gets rod of the pack keeper. Yeah, that's a good one. Rod of the pack keeper, one of the last creations of the Fand Fandelver pack. The rod of the pack keeper is a coal black smooth rod about an inch thick and two feet in length, engraved with dwarven and infernal runes of binding. While holding this rod, you gain a plus one bonus to spell attack rolls and to the saving throw DC of your warlock spells.
So the party all wakes up to find their fun new toys. And you guys all slowly exit your rooms and come to the general seating area. And you see Undavar sitting there, just like drinking a tea, while, while Boris just stands there with a the plate, waiting for a command. Good morning. Would you like some tea? I would like some tea. And Zodiac will walk over and join him. And Boris pours some tea and puts it down on a little coaster on the table by the couch. Mm -hmm. And does everyone else slowly migrate down? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would like to thank you for the gifts you left in the room. It's appreciated. Oh, I'm, I hope they come to good use. I had a bunch of uh, junk in the closet of important things and I found over time and people I've slain. Anyways, I figured they would be of great help. I'm not using them anymore. Unfortunately, I think they will see use. Beautiful. I'll take some of that tea and go and sit down. I guess they're all meeting at the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Go sits down at the table, same spot. Pours, pours the tea. Lifts over town. Notice the uh, dwarves aren't here. Yeah, they went to bed an hour and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I know that if you needed the extra firepower that I'm sure they'd be willing to fight. I think we got it pretty much under control with the group that, uh... I rather enjoy the company. I think I'd have them stay if they if they would like that. Guess that's kind of up to them. And, uh, Zornikov? Zornikov, go. <laughs> Comes down the stairs, clanking and all. He's like, ah, I don't know what these furry things are, but uh, thank you. <laughs> and he's uh, admiring his new warhammer. That is a mighty hammer for a mighty man. Oh, more oh, thank you. I hope that much joy can come out of these, but uh, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end. <laughs> like, is uh, Korok near me? <laughs> Dang it, who's near me? <laughs> I think that you will... Uh, I'm not going to hit him, I'm just yeah. going to keep him with I think that you'll be the one with the joy. <laughs> Would you like tea? What's tea? <laughs> Boris pours you a cup Ooh. and sits in front of you. I'm like, slapping it like a dog. <laughs> not sure what to make of it. Yeah. Uh, just gonna test it out first. Yeah. Twilight and Sparrow come down and they have a cup. They're sitting there peacefully. Uh, Johnny, he'll come down. Yeah, he'll get some tea. And uh, corrupt, also there. Corrupt, would you like some tea? Yeah, Bor Boris, oh. get him some tea. Give me your tea. He's going there we are. Can we can we can we slip like some of the calming stuff? In yeah. <laughs> Boris is like Yes. <laughs> he has a little thing come out of his pinky. <laughs> the good stuff. BCD? Yeah. And uh I Well, know. this is uh quite a quite a crowd this morning. I'll I'll take a little bit of tea as well. We are all out of tea. <laughs> That's fine. And he'll pull his flask out. <laughs> just, I, uh, just kidding. It's a human joke. And he oh, pulls the tea. okay. He'll he'll take the tea and <laughs> pour a little bit of flask <laughs> in the tea. Don't want to all go right. To <laughs> okay. Uh, Undavar stands up and says, 
Well, here's the map that I have sketched. And this should get you to the throne room. I believe that the brothers were kept there. Whether it is occupied or guarded, I am not sure, but it is at the highest story. I think with one of my magic doors, I can manage to get to the hallway. I think we could uh, appreciate that. If anyone has any last words to say they want to say to each other, now would probably be the time. Well, um, actually, Dutch, I, I wanted to talk to you for a bit. Anyone else want to go first? <laughs> no, please. Twilight's uh, like, I'll wait to hear what Johnny says. Oh, this this is just between Dutch and I, actually. <laughs> she shrugs and sits back down. You thought. Uh, Zediac will stand up and kind of look over everybody and say, well, we're we're all here, whether we're ready or not, whether we want to be here or not. But as we do this, we need to keep in mind of those that didn't make it. And he'll look to Johnny and to Twilight and say, ultimately we all knew the risks coming here and we knew it was a possibility that we wouldn't all make it here but at the very least we can try and make that mean something I don't know what it'll mean, but hopefully we'll see each other on the other side of this. She talked very highly of you, Zediac. And I know that she did care about you. And I agree. We should remember the ones we lost. And that should be our driving force. That's it. That's then he'll sit down. Hey, see, someone cares about you. Says in a joking way, obviously. <laughs> stand up. Well, I guess if there was anybody else I'd like to watch all die, you all seem a decent bunch, so hopefully that doesn't happen, but you're alright. Thanks. Inspiring words, friend. Yeah, I don't think too much about it. I won't. This tea is quite lovely. <laughs> Shall I, uh, I, I can try a prayer to my god, if, unless anyone's offended. The correct one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended, but I don't think you really care. Oh, I sure. Okay, great. Would it take away your joy? Oh, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. May we have joy, especially the red pointy one. Please. Very please. That our endeavors would be full of what is necessary to be successful. To Lyra. I'll drink to that uh, ambiguous tea. prayer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. 
everyone around the table continues to mingle throughout the morning, and Johnny, you pull Dutch aside. Yeah. We'll go take a little walk. Nowhere particularly secret, just Open kind of the door. way. That's a galaxy. <laughs> That's a galaxy. <laughs> oh, run, run, run. Um, probably go back to that closet of very important stuff. Yeah. Just because that's the only place in this place I know. <laughs> or a bedroom. <laughs> not trying to give everybody that impression. This um, is our last moment together. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved you. <laughs> wow, Dutch. Uh, <laughs> um, Dutch. Um, how do you how do you go on after all these bad things happen? What do you mean? Well, you have gone through more troubles than what I have. And so I thought maybe you could tell me what it is you do after these sorts of things happen. What 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 do I do, Dutch? I don't know what you're going to do. What do I do? I keep living. I make sure that every day that I live is worth living. Yeah, you can sit around sulk and mope about your own feelings, and that's fine for maybe a night or two. But you think the people that left, that's what they're going to want? You become a better man. I mean, hell, you at least try to. Because you could ask any of the gods up there, I'm not the best man. I've done some really shitty stuff, but I treat every day as if I'm going to die. If I were to look down upon myself, would I look down with a smile or would I look down with regret? I, what, what do you look down with? Well, hopefully no one will have to find out today. I guess, Dutch, what, what comes after this for you, then? Like, literally? Well, assuming we survive. Assuming we survive, well, probably, hopefully, all things go down well. A crew will be down there. We could uh, liberate any slaves that are still down there, because obviously, just because we took down the head honcho doesn't mean the uh, underlings are got 100% green. Not all of them, but some of them might still put up a fight. I would liberate the city with Banjo, and after that, we'll uh, see where the next adventure takes us. I think uh, Zodiac mentioned he was looking for someone, so we'll probably keep an eye out for him. Whether he wants us to follow him or not, we can go our separate ways, but uh, I can get in contact with you guys. And then on to the next adventure after that? If it's paying well. I did this for free for family. Has it been worth it, Dutch? Well, the people I thought were dead are still dead. People I thought were dead were alive, but then now they're actually dead, so I guess it's kind of a... makes sense. And the people I was looking for, I found. So I say it's worth it. I guess you do find what you're looking for after all. I try to. If not, I mean, there's ale. There is always ale. Ale in a brothel house. I, I guess. Thanks, Dutch. I'm not sure if that helped, but I know you care. I know you didn't mean to for those two to die. Seeing your reaction was Estella. I just think you. I just think you need some growing up to do, and a lot of it. Do I regret punching you? Hell no, I feel good. You do need to grow up. And I'm hoping you do. And if you live after this, you owe me a song about me. Oh, don't worry, I already have a few of those. Oh no. <laughs> I talked to Zodiac too. He seems, uh, more mopey than normal. Yeah. That's just me. You're, you're probably right. Um, Fluffy, go be a Zodiac. Also, 
insult my niece again, and I will put a bullet through your ass. But he says it was like a smirk to where it's like, <laughs> are you joking? Uh, <laughs> I I think, I think Twilight and I will find a way to get along, but just there's something about Sparrow. She's a child. She's a creepy child. She's a, yes, because she's a. Did I ever tell you she touched my loot? Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> Dutch, have you ever seen anybody else touch my loot? No, because I don't care. It's because you don't touch my loot. She's a child. Get over it. <sighs> Unless if you want to be considered a child too. Oh, grow up, unless you want to be a child. Kind of how life works. Shut up. Or is anything? And then he'll uh, walk back to the group and go, your turn. My turn for what? Your fluffy lands on you, yeah. like... Tells me Johnny wants to talk to me? Yeah. All right. Yes, yes, Johnny. Um... For what it's worth, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't know what would happen, and if we could go back and change things, I would do everything I could to make sure it turned out differently. But I can't, and so I know that we're still not safe here, and I don't want to see any more people have to die. None of us know what's going to happen next. And I think we're going to. But it won't be the first time, won't be the last. And we'll just have to move on and try and make the world better. It's the only reason we're here. I guess you're right. If I don't see you afterwards, I I wish you fair travels. Thank you. Same to you, Johnny. I think I'll I'll go find Cree. Maybe he needs a deckhand or something. More travel wouldn't hurt. What about you? What will you do? Well, you mentioned that Contra heard of somebody with the same name as mine, and as much as I want to ignore it, it's It's worth knowing. If there's anything I've learned from dealing with Dutch and Estella and Twilight is that nagging of not knowing is... It's worth paying attention to. Even if the outcome isn't what I want. I'll at least want to know. Well, I hope it turns out the way you want. And I hope I get to search. You guys wrap up your conversation and come down. The party is all at the table with their bags on their backs and Undivar opens a bottom door leading out into a hallway. Well, are you going to restore order here in Alanisork? You look like the ones to do it. We're going to do something. And I'll walk through the doorway. You all walk out to the doorway 
into a hallway. And at the end of the hallway, you see 50 feet tall wooden doorways with royal placards on the side. And now we black out to another scene. to a dark, humid, cold room. You hear the mutterings of what sounds like six or 12 cultists in a circle walking up to this altar, setting these wooden pale buckets as they collect blood. You see candles lit with green and blue flames around the room. And you look up to the ceiling. Above the altar, you see a barely hanging on to life Cree with lacerations in his legs, in his arms, in his ribs. As the blood starts to leave his body and the cultists start to collect the blood one by one. You see Silvana standing there. She takes off her cloaked hood to reveal her face and looks up at Cree. Well, Cree, your time has come. And my boss, my lord, Darkness will be here. <coughs> you better be paying you freaking good. Because you're about to go through a lot of pain. And Kree just cracks a smile as if he's looking at nothing more than a child. Yes, my lord is the lord of pain. And when the darkness consumes us all, we will bring the darkness to Alanisok. And your blood is the first offering. At this time, Adam, you walk into the room and you walk up behind Silvana at the altar. You see the cultists collecting Cree's blood. And she starts to grab the blood and she's like painting her body with it. Well, my love, the time has come for you to, to rule. So it has. <clears throat> Looks like he's still clinging on desperately. It's rather pathetic. I still think it's somewhat admirable. Perhaps. It's that determination that has always got us in trouble, but now he'll be at an end. As much as I love hanging up here, I still have no idea what this thing that you love to love, my friend, has woken and spoken into your ears. I never knew my mother. I never knew my father. I know that look in your eyes, Adam. And I don't think you know what you are chasing after. In the sea, we were taught to respect the storm. A storm could be great, could provide cover and winds that carried you to and fro. But you never, you never take your eyes off of it. You never underestimate its waves. 
I see it in your eyes. You do not fear the storm. That is not bravery. That is foolishness. Kree <laughs> spits a little more blood. And his head starts to hang a little lower. And he raises it one more time to look at him in the eye. Be careful. This thing that you're after might eat you alive. Sylvana climbs up onto the altar, pulls out a dagger, and shoves it up under Kree's ribs into his heart, killing Kree. Adam will reach up and close his eyes. My love, there is something else that I have not told you, but I promise everything is going to be all right. What have you kept from me? And she takes the dagger and she shoves it into her chest. You see, like, a, uh, um, a moment of shock in his face, just like, what? It takes two. <laughs> it takes two for the sacrifice. Then why not one of the cultists? But it had to be me. And she just kind of chokes on her own blood and just falls sideways on the altar. Adam, you begin to go mad. The room starts to boom as the candles all emanate a high flame. And you see a shadowy, ethereal figure walk up behind you. You turn around, and before you could speak, it goes right into your throat. We flash back to the hallway with the party at the door as you hear the same boom coming out from the double doors. And we'll see you next week at the finale of Elk and Arrow.